Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Week 6 of college football made Canadian Thanksgiving much, much better. It is I, Rob Paul, the Armchair Scout, a.k.a. someone who's convinced Ja'Kai Polite goes top 10. And with me, as always, is AJ Dicker the Kicker Marchese. Uh, Today we'll do some uh, Week 6 superlatives, break down what we saw in the best games, and preview who to watch in Week 7. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving down to Nashville, maybe. Looking for a net or bosa. Draft Matt Gay on the first day. Draft Matt Gay on the second day. Just get Matt Gay on your squad. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. You know... Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I'd only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make sure, make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now and MYBOOKIE will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code HEAVEN to activate the offer. Visit MYBOOKIE online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code HEAVEN. H-E-A-V. E-N, when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using promo code HEAVEN25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take that extra moolah. You play, you win, you get paid. What a Thanksgiving weekend in Canada, our home nation. Hold on quickly. Yes, the, the my bookie drops. They're great, Rob. I'm just gonna say that. But what was that? Was the what was the rest of the voice there? Not the heaven. The heaven was great, but the rest of the voice. What do you mean? That's my speaking voice. It's my speech voice. Okay. Yeah, great, great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. A... Oh, okay. Yeah. 
In Canada, it was Thanksgiving. That meant Rob drinking Twisted Teas and watching college football all weekend. And that meant a lot of intaking of talented players, which means week six superlatives time. Y'all know how this goes. AJ, who's the best freshman you saw this week? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a shout-out to two freshman quarterbacks who kind of had a bounce-back week. Uh, one, Trevor Lawrence, her coming back off the injury. Not a spectacular game or anything, but they blew the hell out of who was awake. Yep. Uh, so, hey, good work, Trevor Lawrence. Also, our boy, DTR, uh, keeping it close with Washington. Yeah, worrisome for Washington. Yes, worrisome worrisome for Washington. Uh, had a good game against that stack secondary. I know you already uh, – I saw you were um, talking off the, the Murphy tape on that game. It was UCLA, right? Yeah. No, the Utah. Oh, Utah the Utah tape. Utah tape. Those U schools in the Pac-12. In, yeah, so confusing. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm going to throw those two names into the ring. Uh, okay, first special shout-out to Dicker the Kicker. Clutch game-winning field goal for Texas. Yes. Big man, big man on campus. Uh, I went with... Okay, there was a few... Obviously, Dicker the kicker. Um, Ingram, the run... Keontae Ingram, the Texas running back. And uh, Texas has another safety in B.J. Foster, who's a true freshman. And he looked really good. But I went with Matt Corral, the quarterback at Ole Miss. Uh, he came in after Jordan Tomu put Ole Miss way up mm-hmm. against Louisiana Monroe. And it's like not like it's a great team or anything. But he came in, went 10 for 10, 143 yards, two touchdowns. Also ran for uh, 78 yards and a touchdown. Florida transfer, right? No, no, no. He decommitted from Florida. Oh, right. True right, freshman, right? And right. He was uh, right. supposed to go there when uh, – and then Dan Mullen went there. So he left because yes. the system – and Ole Miss looks like they're going to be in good hands going forward. And Corral's still, I, I'm assuming they're going to play it so he's eligible for the redshirt, so he'll be a redshirt yeah. freshman next year. Mm-hmm. He's played in two games this year, I believe. And, yeah, just he looks like he has more tools than Shea Patterson. I'll say it. That's insulting. That that was such a weird incident, though, eh? What? Him decommitting and going to Ole Miss. I don't know. That seems like a weird... I, I think I'm assuming he did. I, I I don't know. I remember him from the Elite Eleven show. Yep. And he uh, he's he has a he's not big, but he's a big arm. They kept saying, and he has like some a lot of confidence. And I feel like he's just a guy who wants to play right away, and that's why he left Florida for Ole Miss. I mean, okay, it's not like there's there's much to no, uh, but but in Dan Mullen's system, you got to be able to run. Yeah, I and I mean, obviously he ran well in this game, but like that's not he's not like a run first guy. I think Mullen. Assume. I don't know. Cordell, you should have gave Dan Mullen a chance. Is all I'm saying. He's gonna. I mean, he's gonna throw for five thousand yards at Old Miss next year. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, best sophomore you saw? Uh, I think the first time we're saying his name on the show, and he's got some Heisman hype. Rob, the Colorado receiver Lavisca Chanel Jr. Chanel. Chanel. Lavisca Chanel. I haven't. I haven't heard his name out loud yet. Uh, yeah, watch more Colorado games, my friend. I don't know. They're, they they don't sit right with me this year. I don't know. No no Sefu, no uh, Philip Lindsay. I don't know. But he, uh, <laughs> it's surprising neither of us have mentioned him on this show yet because he's been a stud. Yeah, I know it is. Thirteen catches, uh, one hundred twenty-seven yards, two touchdowns, and two rushing touchdowns. So four total touchdowns. Some may say best player on Colorado. Yeah, beating uh, Arizona State this week. Legit uh, Heisman hype right now, which is surprising. He's getting first round talk for twenty twenty from like actual. He is uh, a draft eligible this year, but. No, he's not. Is he a redshirt sophomore? 
He's a true sophomore. Uh, you sure? Yep. I'll trust you, but okay. You, oh, I'm Googling it to confirm, but I'm 99 Maybe I looked sure. at someone else. I don't know. Uh, he is a true sophomore. Okay. Oh, I, I, I fucked up. I know who I'm, I'm thinking of. Sorry, Rob. It's Never okay. doubt Rob Paul. I'm sorry. Uh, I went with a different receiver. Alabama's receiver, Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Uh, put up 135 yards, two TDs against Arkansas. Had the big touchdown um, on a deep throw from Tua. Tua's getting all the hype, but the three sophomore receivers are pretty impressive, too. Obviously, Tua deserves the hype, but yep. it's like Judy looks like the next best Alabama receiver. I feel like, for me, I always end up not liking these guys. Like, I was not a Calvin Ridley fan early in his career. I love Calvin Ridley. I know. I do now. Like I loved him like last year, but I just wasn't a fan of him. And I don't know. Uh, Judy's not I, there yet for me. But I really enjoy Jerry Judy. I feel like I just don't like, I don't know. And Amari Cooper, but I, I ended up never liking Amari, so I still don't. Uh, hey, you're right. So yeah, here we are. Who's the best prospect you saw? Uh, I'm going to throw Montez Sweat's name here. He went off, eh? Three sacks against Auburn. They uh, manhandled that Auburn offense. A big he, win for for uh, Mississippi State. He entered the year as like a, I feel like he was like, Pretty well known to be like a day two guy entering the year. Borderline and he's played, first, yeah. Yeah, but he's played himself right into the first round, mm-hmm, I think. For he's sure. He's been like between this game, Kansas State, his last like four games, he's been really good. Yep. He, he's gotten a lot more technically sound this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I went with Jack Kai Polite, the Florida edge rusher. <laughs> Such a quick ascension, eh? Fuck. Yo, it's real. Uh, he, what was he? He was my out of nowhere last, last week. You were shooting up the board, and now you're best prospect. And I mean, deservedly so. I know you're going to mention him, so I didn't. I uh, I tweeted last week when we were getting into him a little bit. Mm-hmm. I uh, I said the last, I think it was the yeah, the last three drafts have had a kind of undersized pass rusher who had first round tape, but like didn't go in the first round for other reasons. With uh, Harold Landry, mm-hmm. um, Carl Lawson. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yannick Ngakwe. Yep. And I, I, know, I, 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 I was like, I, the tweet was basically like, I think he'll end up being that guy. I don't think the NFL's uh, going to be dumb enough this time. S- somewhere between two forty and two six, like we don't know. He, but I don't but he think looks it matters. Too. I know. I'm just saying I'm, for the size. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. I'd say he's closer to two forty than two sixty. I agree. But yeah, against LSU, the, the the craziest thing is his motor is insane. Mm-hmm. Like the explosion it, it, and, and the the bend and the pass rush moves are all awesome. But his motor stands out so much, which yeah. you don't always get with this type of edge rusher. It's interesting and, that the three big Florida programs. I'm going to say it. Not the greatest teams this year. I know Florida big win, but still. But all three have those stud, kind of twitchy pass rushers, eh? Yeah, Jackson, Polite, and Burns. Yep. Um, but yeah, against LSU, he had this nasty spin move for the strip sack, uh, which was a big game changer in the game. He was the he's the best player on the field for Florida, mm-hmm. and, and and um, it's just everything is there for him. I I also saw that he has twenty two pressures in six games. That's pretty nuts. He also has six sacks and eight TFLs. Like he. 
he also was making plays against LSU where it wouldn't result in him, like, statistically getting anything, but he would string out the run play so it would go nowhere, things like that. Yep, yep, yep. He's very impressive. And I, I, I'm, I think right now the only edge we can for sure say is better than him is Nick Bosa. It's an interesting he's, class. He's right up there with Burns and Farrell for the mm-hmm. Battle of the Edge 2, I think. That's fair. Um, all right, who's shooting up your board? Uh, okay, this, this is the tight end's time to shine. I've seen some love for tight ends this week, actually, after the games. Number one for me, Kenan Smith. The Stanford tight end had a monster game. He is sick. Yeah, he's good. I mean, we've kind of always known he's good. and this He said what? The, the Oregon game, he had a big game, but this is probably his best game. I remember when KJ Costello came in last year for them. He went to Caden Smith a lot. Yep. Even with, um, what's his name? No, 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 oh. the other tight end. Uh, oh. The Cowboys now. God damn it. We're bad. You know who I mean. Yeah, I know him better names. But uh, he, because him and Caden Smith are like roommates and stuff, and that's like <laughs> kind of the first time I, I was interested in Caden Smith, and he is very good. He grabs 120 yards in this game against Utah, which was a big blow at loss, but hey, he did well. Uh, why can't we think of the Stanford Titans name? Durham Smythe. Like nope. <laughs> he wore number nine. He was the West Coast Durham Smythe. He was 6'5", 250. I, I like tell you everything too. but his name. I did too, and I can't think of it. Blake Jarwin and Jeff Swain play over him. Oh, my God. This is bad, Rob. Oh, well, uh, move on. Yeah, uh, my other name, another tight end, uh, one more near and dear to my heart, Zach Gentry, Michigan. Uh, we t- I don't know if did we talk about it on the show. I can't remember. But how much weight he put on in the offseason. I think he put on like a close Dalton to 20. Dalton Schultz. Oh, Sorry. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I was looking it up too when I was talking. Uh, yeah, he, he he went from like 240 to 260 or something. Yeah, like 242 to 262 or something. And he's pushing 6'8". Six, eight. Six, yeah. 6'7 six, at least. Uh, he made some big acrobatic plays against Mary. Yes, and he's I think he's better than I, they still like going to McCune, but I think Zach Gentry's more Gen- McCune's Gentry's not bad. Wait, I think Gentry's gets so much more upside. Absolutely. McCune's like an okay college tight end. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I don't think he's bad. Uh, Gentry had seven catches, 112 yards. Uh, he's had a couple big games recently and just kind of starting to see like Shea Patterson's go-to guy, to be honest. So, Yeah, and I'm not totally surprised, but just because he's such a mismatch yep. with that height. Um, and like just th- th- that height weight is like uh, great for NFL, obviously NFL's height. Yeah, I, I actually wrote in the column that should be out right now, actually, at armchairallamericans.com. I uh, wrote about a different tight end and just how this tight end class earlier in the year seemed like it wasn't good. Now it's all of a sudden it's coming together yeah. really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I know. When, when we're doing our offseason previews, it was like, oh, was no like, no tight end in this uh, conference. It was like Noah Fant and like nah, Albert O, that. and that's it. I mean, I, we're not even old guys, but, you know, he was there. Yeah, and I wrote about Irv Smith, the Bama tight end mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. He, he had two massive plays for Alabama, one was a fumble, but still uh, a touchdown. I would love to see Alabama learn how to use their tight ends. I think that's my biggest criticism of Nick, Nick Saban. That, I mean, that and he can't cut in the NFL, but whatever. Hey, hey if only you got Drew Brees the way you want. Uh, I know. There was a lot of that talk last night. It would have been super interesting. But anyways. Um, for me, shooting up my board, I feel like he's already been in this section for you before. 
But Hollywood Brown. Hey. Oklahoma receiver. Um, he's legitimizing himself, right? This whole year. He yeah, he's been. not just the one-trick pony deep threat. He's a far more complete receiver this year. Um, like, he's he's using the speed and the start-stop, like, agility the and ability. Twitchiness, yeah. To, yeah, to make himself a better route runner. Yeah. And, obviously, make himself a better yards-after-catch player. Against Texas, it, it, like he had 131 yards, two TDs. Him and Kyler Murray were kind of the only bright spots for Texas or for Oklahoma. Yep. Um, now nah, he, I think there's a scenario where he could end up a first round pick. I mean, if he runs, if he runs amazing. really fast, yeah. And like, especially with the evolution of the NFL offense, where guys with this type of speed, yeah. not to say he's like Tyree Kill, but fitting him into that role. Or yep. like even the brand like a Brandon Cooks guys like that, the, I, I think those guys make Hollywood Brown being a first round pick so much more. Real. That's fair. I mean, I don't think he's far from where Cooks was coming out. He's definitely uh, around there. Yeah. The only thing that really would work against him in this scenario is it's a deep wide receiver class. That too. It's a freaking fun class. Oh yeah. This is this is so much better than last year. It's insane. And, like, last year there was like those couple guys that you really liked, but, like, you know, they're not the stuff. Like, all, Calvin Ridley's all, awesome. You know what I mean? I really, I really liked Auden Tate, and you went in the seventh round. <laughs> yeah, we thought he was going to. I liked Auden Tate, too. Uh, but, you um, know, the Kirk, DG Moore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, like, fun guys. And I think yeah. people kind of shit on the class too much. Cause, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was just too sentimental about that class. There's a lot of the guys I just had liked because they're fun, but, but this but, class looks scary but, good. like, wide receivers are one of the three deepest spots in this class for sure. Yes. Yep. I think Especially it's edge, top heavy edge, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's edge rushers, uh, interior defensive linemen, and receivers this year. Yeah. No offensive linemen, so. Yeah. The guard class is meh. Yeah. Or the interior line specifically. Uh, who's falling down your board? Anyone? I feel like we ha- have had him in this spot before, but hey, Jared Stidham, you deserve to be here again, buddy. Yeah, dude. What a bad week for the quarterback class, eh? Yeah. If you read my column right now, I wrote about like six of them. Oh my god! Uh, I was Herbert. I didn't get to see that game. Did you watch it? Oregon was off, weren't they? Were they? Oh, that's why I didn't know. Because I always look for Oregon. Big game against Washington yeah, no. this week, though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, they were off. Um, Stidham was bad. Lorky, not the greatest. Like they, they were like okay. Just might as well go through it all. Let's do it. Uh, okay, obviously Stidham was really bad. Will Greer, um, Meh. Locke, Lewerke, like Lewerke lost to Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Locke was horrible against South Carolina in the rain. I don't know if you saw on uh, one running back screen call, the running back fell down and like two full seconds go by and he throws it anyway right to a defender. Like in the running back's been on the ground for two seconds and it's pick oh, no. six. Oh no. Blake, Blake Bortles-esque. Um Bortles just finds so many creative ways to throw interceptions. Anyways, I love him. You for have it. To, you, re, you respect it. Brett Rippin was really bad against yeah. San Diego State. Yeah, like Ryan Finley. I know the numbers aren't horrible for him, but he made some awful plays. Shea like, Patterson was okay. Oh, though, so. Shea, I don't think was that good either. <laughs> um, but he doesn't count. Uh, but p- point being, it's Justin Herbert and hey. The juniors really need to declare for this quarterback class to even matter. Probably. Like, there's no way. Haskins has to come out, right? He should, just because this is... He can capitalize. The, yeah, like, he could be QB, too. Yeah. 
Like, Potentially. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be... Herbert might not come out. I saw a quote saying he... Like, just don't expect him to. I know, recently. but he wants to play with his brother. But, I mean, it'd be silly for him not to. He's easily QB1 in this class. I mean, I would love him even more if he doesn't come out. Because I just respect it a Oregon lot. would be really good if he went back next year. I know. Because his um, brother's he, there. Anyway, you, you had Stidham. Yeah. He was a mess against Mississippi State. Like, he just doesn't have it. No. Uh, I went with Will Greer. He threw three interceptions in the red zone. He also lost a fumble yeah, against they're, they're Kansas. Kansas. Like that's not easy. And, and and the worst part was it wasn't on the plays where he's scrambling around and chucking it up. Mm-hmm. It was like where he was playing in structure and he's just forcing throws. Two of them were like uh, on slants and he's just throwing them right to defender. That's that's not great. Yeah, it, it was a uh, it was rough for Will Greer. I still can't buy into him, man. It's fair. I mean, I like he's a third or fourth round guy. I'm like. That's okay. I don't know. Uh, okay. Any out of nowhere prospects? Uh, yeah. I, I like the the Vod Tech receiver. This is the guy I was thinking about earlier. Redshirt sophomore. Uh, Damon Hazelton. Right? Yes. They were Tol- saying he transferred from Ball State, baby. Yeah. That's why this was the big uh, Indiana in state revenge game. Anyways, 12, 12 catches, 131 here. It's one touchdown. Looking like uh, was... Willis's Willis. Yes, uh, his go to yep. guy in this this new uh, Josh Jacksonless offense. But, well, uh, this is a Kansas transfer. Yeah, I like him. I don't know. There's something about him I like, but not as an NFL player. But I just he's likable. Anyways, you just like Vontek quarterbacks. I, I do like Vontek quarterbacks since the dawn of time, except for Bruce Arians, that bitch. Um, Ooh. Uh, he had a good game, Hazelton, and size uh, kind of like all, all the boxes as an NFL p- prospect. Right? He was the best player on Virginia Tech's offense by a mile. Yeah, game. like Will is not that. Like he had an okay game, like for the stage, but yeah, for sure, Hazelton was the best player. Yeah, he's like not a guy I would expect to come out, but as a redshirt like sophomore, keep, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, but a guy to definitely keep an eye on because he was he was making a lot of plays. Yep. Uh, I went with Quadre Allison, the Pittsburgh running back. My P- just loves guys named Quadre. Eh? He, uh, as a freshman, filled in when James Conner was out mm-hmm. and looked really good. And in the last two years, he's been so meh. And this year he looks back at it. He uh, Pitt beat Syracuse in overtime. He ran for 192 and a touchdown. Showed some burst, some power. He's he's really and he's built big. Like he's six two, like two thirty. It's interesting. Um, he's really shot himself up. Like hey. from <laughs> no way he'll be drafted to draftable. I think. Speaking of tall running backs, Jalen Hurd had a big week, eh? <laughs> Yo, Jalen Hurd's like a, a legit receiver prospect. Now. I think so. <laughs> he, had a, he had a big week. I, Him and Denzel Mims I know, are I, a nice he, pair. I've been on Mims. Remember how much I liked Mims in the offseason. Um, I, I, I'm I going to say this right now. I bet you Jalen Hurd gets drafted. No, he def- definitely is. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Unless, just, I'm, like, unless he tests worse than on Tate. Cause, eh. uh, I, like, prospect, I, yeah, anyways, yeah, sorry. Any prospects make you look stupid? Pope John Paul II said, Stupidity is a gift from God, but one mustn't misuse it. And I never misuse it, Rob. I'm stupid at all the right times. Was that a real quote? Yeah, it is. Was that off the top of your head? <laughs> no, I pre planned okay. that. Oh, okay. I'll use a little respect for you. That made you look stupid. Burn. <laughs> I put the down right times, Brett baby. Shut up. I put down Brett Rippon, the Boise State QB. Okay. 
You know I'm a little bit into Brett Rippin. I don't know. Like, he's, he's the nephew of a NFL a Canadian quarterback. So, I mean, you can't not. Who won a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I'm, it, I'm pretty sure someone related to him keeps liking my tweets on Twitter, too. So, oh. that helps. <laughs> Is it Mark? I'm easily, I'm easily bought. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like, he's had he, a good year up to this point. It, but it's it's... He was at his best against Troy, their opening game. And it's like, as the season's progressed, he's looked not, like, incredibly worse and worse, but he's looked worse as the season has progressed. And against San Diego State, he looked awful. I don't know. Like, I just, I still think he's that seventh-round UDFA. But, like, I get it. Like, I get his draft ability. Draftable ability. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he... I don't know. Against San Diego State, no no touchdowns, two picks, fifty one percent, four point one yards per attempt. Like everything that's bad about his game came out. Yeah. Um, he's I don't know because some people hype him as like a first round quarterback. No, he's not. Just I I, don't draft think, any quarterbacks except for Justin Herbert in the first round, and maybe Brian Lewerke, and maybe Easton Stick if he starts putting tape together. Yeah, I saw a little hype for our boy Easton on Twitter. Good. It, it all disappeared, but uh, it shouldn't. Needs, I can't wait for the Senior Bowl. Yeah, cause that, uh, that'll be okay. Easton Sticks week. Best prospect versus prospect matchup? Hey, I think I'm breaking the rules here, but uh, I think it deserves it. Brian Burns versus Joe Jackson. Clearly not on the field at the same time. But uh, both had good games. Both had two sacks. I think the world's kind of sleepy on Joe Jackson. I, I, liked, I still like him. Uh, the world's high on Brian Burns now, the world of... Twitter draft Knicks, but anyways, uh, that was a weird game. Yeah, and, uh, I, I uh, once Florida State got way up, I turned it off and I, I uh, slowly came back to it. That's fair. Uh, both had good games. Yeah, I think I went with Brian Burns versus Tyree St. Louis, the Miami offensive yeah. tackle. Burns was playing on both sides, but he did beat St. Louis for uh, a dope sack at one point. Mm-hmm. St. Louis had a pretty decent game against him, though. I'm not a big nice Lewis guy. Anchor, yeah. Nice anchor and hand use. Mm-hmm. It's a weak offensive tackle class. It though. is, yeah. And he's got some stuff. Um, but no, it was, a, it was a good battle. I mean, the game itself was much better than I anticipated. Um, well, I mean, yeah, just a comeback. Any prospects who have played the box score for you? I don't have any this week, this week Rob. It was actually a tough week for me, and Gerald Willis had a pretty good box score. Five mm-hmm. tackles, two TFLs, and fumble recovery. But he was really dominant against Florida State and continues to be extremely dominant each week. Uh, him and Joe Jackson were on, like you mentioned, were both on fire mm-hmm. against this awful Florida State offensive line. Um, the only th- like, there's gonna be so many questions about Willis outside of his football ability. But yeah. damn, he looks like a first round pick. Yeah. So uh, prospect being overhyped. I don't know if we've done this one yet. We, I'm sure we have because it's it's very it's a very obvious one, Rob. But I've seen some more stuff about him and his hype, and he has his team undefeated, so it's it's even worse. It's Ryan Finley, quarterback, North Carolina. Oh my State. god! Guess what? I have Ryan Finley written down as well. Okay, good because I I don't know if we've done it before, but we should have. I think we both just like Ryan Finley, but neither of us th- like him as a prospect. I think we thought we liked Ryan Finley, and then we found out how weirdly hyped he was as an NFL draft yeah. prospect, and it's made us not like him now. Yeah, I mean, I like, you know, he's been a long-time starter at NC State, and I just liked him as, you know, he's he's okay. Like I was down to take him late in the draft and have him be my backup for a while. Yeah, I think that's his uh, career projection. But 
Yeah, but it turns out Todd McShay has him at QB1. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure Mel Kuyper had him top five. Yeah, they both did. That's, none of that's true. Um, he, uh, I, the numbers, again, don't, don't look awful against Boston College, but he made some poor decisions. There's not a lot of arm talent there. No. He's just, he's like, I don't know. He's going to come into a game and throw a few checkdowns and you hope he doesn't have to start a game for you in the NFL kind of thing. <laughs> he just looks like, like a backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. Tall, thin, not yeah. much, much arm, decent uh, ball placement. Backup QBU, except for Russell Wilson. <sighs> Pretty old because uh, he's a six-year. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. He's got that Boise State Kellen Moore backup ability with him too because he transferred from there. <laughs> This is so. it's a uh, okay. I'm more into Ryan Finley because that that's a big time. Uh, is he the perfect backup NFL quarterback? It sounds like it. It really does. What's his major? We got to figure out his major. If it's sports manager, old baby. <laughs> Ryan Finley will be Kellen Moore's QB coach when Kellen Moore is a college head coach, <laughs> and Luke Falk will be their offensive coordinator. Yo, whatever team that that is, I'll I'll jump ship. And Jake Browning will be the assistant QB coach. <laughs> it's not a great job, but it's a job. Uh, small school guy, catch your eye. <laughs> I'm gonna go two to the same game, and it was the uh, the shootout between USF and UMass, baby. Uh, Jordan Cronkite, the USF running back, uh, had a monster game. I think 23 carries for 302 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of the field, though, I, this is the guy I think we've talked about a little bit in the past, and he's been just a big-time producer for UMass. I think, like, their leading receiver the last three years or so and, like, over close, pushing a 1,000 yards. Andy Isabella, the wide receiver, not the biggest dude or anything, uh, he hit 13 grabs, 191 yards, and a touchdown in this game. I think, I don't know, he just kind of seems like one of those sneaky dudes that end up on an NFL roster. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. why. Just no. small school producer, does it in the bigger games. By the way, James Proch had a big game. I want to throw that out. He does it only against big-time schools. Anyways, those are my guys. Uh, I went with um, just a junior, but FAU's tight end Harrison Bryant. Interesting. Six catches, 133, and two TDs against Mighty Old Dominion. He is very big and athletic. I don't think he'll come out this year, especially as this tight end class comes together, but he... Looks like FAU's most consistent pass catcher. Mm-hmm. And he's a big mismatch for them on offense. And I think one more year at FAU under Lane and as that passing offense kind of comes together, he's a guy who in 2020 we might be talking about a little bit more. That's interesting. Yeah. He's big and athletic. Um, And we know Lane doesn't know how to use big athletic tight ends. <laughs> That's true. All right. That's two jabs at Alabama's misuse of O.J. Howard. In this yeah, baby. <laughs> that's our brand. And that, that won't be the last jab in this oh, show. That's I'm going to start f- forcing them. Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you should have said that. we got to force it now. Okay. A couple of week six games to get to here. Uh, number five, LSU, goes into the swamp, loses number 22, Florida, 27-19. Obviously, we talked about Polite a little bit already, who mm-hmm. went off for Florida. The Florida defense in general really balled out. Um that was the biggest difference. Big fumble recovery, uh, pick six. But, you know, um, Voshan Joseph, this linebacker for them, who looks more like a safety, was kind of the second best guy in Florida's D. Big game for the fucking stat box. He was flying around. 
He's I think they have him listed at like six one two twenty five. He looks closer to like six foot two oh five, but <laughs> I'm not here to judge weight. Uh just a junior, but he really caught my eye. Um uh fourteen tackles, two sacks, and three TFLs. Three and a half, yeah. sorry. He's kinda like the Kaliki Hudson for Florida. Mm. Um the Viper. And J- is Jabor Jabari um Zaniga, the other edge rusher. He's super disruptive, too. Like, I mean, the, Polite and him are so disruptive, like, C.C. Jefferson's an afterthought. And he was kind of the one with the most hype entering the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, LSU's offense sucks, but Devin White was flying around like he does. Yep. Uh, Rashad Lawrence made a couple plays. Delpit, another pick, right? Yep. Can't wait till we get to talk to Elpit next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the defense didn't lose this game for LSU. Florida like defense won it for Florida. They're really talented. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Gators always have a bunch of good players on that defense. Mm-hmm. They have That's... a. Uh, I got a little a little into some 2020 tape. Oh. Um, they have, they have this corner. Uh, I think his name's C.J. Henderson, number yeah. five. He, he's gonna be in the conversation. I think for corner one next year. Interesting. Just so many guys on this Florida defense. That's uh, always they, there's like just nothing on offense and the good defense there. And both of these teams are that way. <laughs> Dan Mullen's doing a really good job with the Florida offense, by the way, for what they've got. Mm-hmm. Like they they lean on P Ryan late and he's running really hard, but like he's getting the most he can out of Franks. Who I don't think is very good. Do you remember the offseason Jordan Scarlett hype? Yeah, he he came in for uh, a few carries. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that was about. Anyways, um, don't you know Florida running backs can go undrafted and they'll they'll just automatically get signed. It's true. I think lots of those dudes. Mac Brown, uh, number six Notre Dame. At number 24, Votek. Notre Dame wins 45-23. Um, Votek, Vot- they hung around. They did. Notre Dame took away with it late. Um, yeah. Votek's safety, Reggie Floyd, had an interception. He was the best player for Votek in the game, I think. Hazleton second. But mm-hmm. he, he's interesting. But Notre Dame's really good this year. Like, actually. <sighs> Not the amazing. defense has say, so yeah. much the defense has so much talent. Like, Khalid Kareem stepped up on the edge, and he, he was getting a ton of pressure on your boy Willis, uh, who's now your boy. Uh, Ju- Julian Love went off, too. Julian yeah. Love had a pick. He returned a fumble for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, and Miles Boykin with Ian Book, that connection's been really nice. Boykin's draft stocks probably shot up so much with the size and athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, and the running back, Dexter Williams, what? This is his second game this season. He went off again. What do you think about him? Sorry? What do you think about Dexter Williams? I haven't got to the tape, but he's got yeah. a few explosive runs in the two games he's played this year. Yeah, he had a 97-yarder this game. Yeah, he's uh, he's interesting. But that like this Notre Dame offense is so much better with Book in there. I'm, fire Kelly already. Like, come on. They can't. They're gonna now. They're going to the playoff. He's gonna get a ten-year contract. That's all he does is make it to a nanny, gets blown out, and saves his job for another five to ten years. That's what he does. Tavon Coney's just gotta have a fake girlfriend. 
Uh, okay, number 19, Texas. Game of the week. At, in Norman, against number 7, Oklahoma. Red River shootout. Texas holds off OU. Dicker the kicker. Game-winning field goal. Texas wins 48-45. Wait, did you say in Norman? Yeah. It's not Norman. I know. I said it, and I just kept going. <laughs> Inside the Cotton Bowl, baby. The Texas State Fair. One of AJ's five you, best fairs in North America. We'll get that on a later episode. The Texas State Fair looks like so much fun. Like, imagine being there for this game. Like, that just looks like the best weekend you could possibly have. Anyways, what a great game. Yeah, Sam Ellinger really balled it, but having those two receivers makes a Lil huge Jordan, difference. Lil Jordan, baby. Lil Jordan and Colin Johnson are both so big. I mean, we know about Colin Johnson, but Lil Jordan's had a really nice year. And he threw a touchdown to Colin Johnson. <laughs> As you do. But, like, Ellinger's not the most accurate dude in the world, so having these two guys who have massive catch radiuses and use their bodies really well helps this off, passing off on so much. Sam Ellinger is, like, I don't know, he's a weird dude. Like, I, I liked him, like, from the, like, not as an NFL guy, but he's got, like, the F factor, you know what I mean? Sometimes. They love going to that power run. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Um, like, I mean, I don't know. There's Texas, something about him that Texas, I like. Sorry, Rob. Uh, Texas's defense had a couple big plays. Um, Brandon Jones had a pick. Um, Chris Boyd had a nice game. OU just doesn't really have that much NFL talent. Because Kyler uh, Murray's a baseball player. He, Kyler Murray would be drafted, right? Yeah, I think so. I wish I wish he was playing football. Like, uh, I mean, if Taysom Hill has a job, <laughs> I think Kyler Murray would too. Anyways, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I believe Kyler Murray could be an NFL QB. And at the very like his his floor is Taysom Hill, I think. Yeah, a more athletic Taysom Hill who can't <laughs> play specials. Don't yo, Taysom Hill's pretty athletic actually. I I was like I, I know he's the third fastest forty time from a quarterback ever or something. Four four six. I went back and like I'm like was Taysom really that athletic? And I went on three sigma and I'm like oh shit, he was pretty sparky. <laughs> Anyways, save this for um, a different show, Rob. Hollywood, obviously, we talked about him a little yeah. bit. But, yeah, OU just doesn't have a ton of NFL talent. Texas's defense does. They have the two receivers. I mean, Sermon probably gets drafted, right? Yeah, two, but, but I mean, like, right, na- right now. Yeah, I guess. Ser- Sermon's a sophomore. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Because your boy, Kenneth Murray. Yeah, Kenneth Murray's just stud, so. But, um, and they fired Stoops, which seemed like they were called. The defense had been terrible under him. Yes, I know. It has. And, like, I think the excuses end now because this OU defense seems like it has more talent than it usually does. Young talent, though. Well, did you see um, when Venables was their defensive coordinator versus when Stoops was? I did not see this. Enlighten me, Rob. I think he had them top 25 uh, all three years, and then Stoops has had them 77th, 77th, and, like, this was their best defense under him. Yeah, but Brent Venables is one of the best defensive coordinators in college, right? Yeah. But like, if not still. the best, he's up there. Anyways, but yeah, that's yeah, I'd say he's the best. Um, Probably right. I mean, he's 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 won the pearls. Yeah, he's won the pearls. Him, Don Brown, um, yeah, Bud um, Foster, ancient. Uh, yeah, and I, I guess right, Kirby's gone, and yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. They're not DCs anymore. Uh, yeah, I'll say Venable for that's DC. I think so. Um, okay, thing number is good eight. too. Oregon, sorry. <laughs> Number eight, Auburn collapses against Mississippi State. Mississippi State wins 23-9. Stidham awful, unpoised. Really no 
positives to take away from this game with him. I feel like, sorry, I feel like these two teams are kind of enigmas right now. Like, from week to week, they're just really... Anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. They can play, they can they can upset anyone, and they can get destroyed by anyone. That's... Yes, pretty much. And then they met each other, so... Yeah. They're weird. Two, two weird no, programs right true. now. Yeah. yeah, but Stidham, awful. Um, the Dobbin defense could not stop the run either. Like, with mm-hmm. their, they have Derek Brown, Dontavious Russell, two NFL defensive tackles that could not stop the run. <laughs> Bless you. Montez Sweat, obviously, you talked about going off. Jeffrey Simmons actually would have been a good choice for not in the box score because he just has oh, four yeah. tackles on the box score, but he's True. a dominant player. Yeah, neither of these teams are very fun to watch. No, they're not. <laughs> I do I, not like Nick Fitzgerald. Oh, uh, I was going to say, are you going to walk back all your bad things about Nick Fitzgerald? Boy almost ran for 20 <laughs> yards, baby. Yeah, didn't he complete, like, barely 50% of his throws? Nick Fitzgerald will be playing in the NFL in the preseason next year. Not as a quarterback, though. Someone will convert him to a tight end. And I mean, it will be Sean Payton. Uh, yeah, probably. Yo, imagine Taysom Hill and Nick Fitzgerald both gadgets on place. Okay, stop. We're moving on. Number thirteen, Kentucky. That makes so the, the streak finally ends. They lose um, in College Station to Texas A and M. Did you cry? Twenty fourteen OT. I was really upset, but also Travion went off for Texas A and M. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that, but okay. He had two hundred and ten total yards. No, no. I'm, I'm saying, Kane. I'm saying, I don't know about him as a prospect. Was that good? I still love him, yeah, but I, I also know. love Benny Snell. And I, at the same time, it was like Kentucky refused to give Benny Snell the ball. Yeah, he I had know. Thirteen carries. He didn't get a touch in overtime. Explain that, that to me. He's the best that, yeah. player on your offense. I only caught the OT for this game. I was like, oh, why isn't Snell doing it? Yeah. What, what was the fourth the, the fourth down call? What the hell did they? Something stupid, right? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I now. I don't understand what their offense was doing. Their de- their defense certainly played well enough to win. Like Mike Edwards, who's a safety, I really like tough, hard nosed safety for Kentucky. He had a really great game. Derek Beatty did a good job. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen. Um, and like nobody, nobody like Travion went off two ten thirty touches touchdown. Um, but it wasn't like some game changing game from him. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Kentucky should have won this game, and they blew it. Um, no, for, I mean, like 17 touches for Benny Snell, I, I don't know why. Yeah, versus Travion getting 30 for Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just that contract. And, like, Benny Snell wasn't getting a lot going on the ground, but still. Yeah. They, they It's not like they time. were throwing the ball over the yard successfully or anything. Yeah, exactly. Like it was It was weird play calling. I don't know. Um, Kingsley Kiki looked really good for Tamu on the D line. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still upset about this game, but I could, t- I could tell. I don't know. T- Tamu's going in the right direction with Jimbo and Kellen Mond there. They also, I'm pretty sure they have the number one recruiting class for A and M. Yeah, it's a weird top five right now. I think they're one. Oregon's like three. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, me too. I'm very happy about that. It's just strange. Yeah, uh, I, I, I feel like A&M is always kind of up there early, and then they kind of fall off for a recruiting. But now with Jimbo there, it's all, I, yeah, I feel like maybe I f- they won't fall off. I hate Jimbo. I don't like him either. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stayed up late for this one. Pac-12 after dark. Utah, 40. Number 14, Stanford, 21. What happened? Stanford. What happened, Rob? What happened to the Cardinal? Classic Utah trap game. 
in, um, in Stanford, but in Stanford this time. <laughs> well, the thing was, the thing was, Utah got up early, and then it was like, and Bryce Love wasn't playing for Stanford, yeah. And I and, and Utah did not play like they thought Cameron Scarlett could do anything. They were just there to stop JJ Arcega Whiteside and like the passing game, and yeah. like Whiteside still put up numbers because he's good, obviously. Sick, but yeah. Costello was so iffy. That's another QB who didn't play that well. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was rattled uh, interception early, and they just kind of fell apart. Utah uh, leaned on Zach Moss, the running back, who played a really nice game. Classic Utah running back. But I, I feel like uh, Bryce loves – Like I'm again, I'm not a big Bryce Love guy as a prospect at all. I, I do feel like he's extremely important to the Stanford – Stanford. Stanford uh, offense and team in general. I just feel like he's... The threat of him being there, yeah, may, like, yeah. defenses have to respect it. So I, I feel like, change. yeah. Also, I feel like, I don't know, I'm talking about my ass, but like, I feel like he's an emotional leader, kind of, you know what he's I mean? T- he's a tough dude. Exactly. Remember yeah. playing on that ankle last year and all Exactly. That? Like, there's so many games where, like, they just put the offense on Bryce Love's back, and he's, like, on one ankle and, like, just carrying the team literally... Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I feel like Costello not having Love back there might have put a, a little like you know jitters in him. Anyways, and uh, Utah does what they did. They ran the ball and they played good defense. Yeah, like I said, Moss is a classic Utah running back. Yep, um, like in the Devontae Booker mold. Um, yes, I like Tyler. No. Tyler Huntley's a fun quarterback. He is. He. Uh, Again, classic Utah QB too, right? Like he seems like a very running ability, mm-hmm. very smooth athlete. I don't know. There's something about him that he's just fun to watch. I like Utah. They're um, they're always fun to watch. Though up and down start though. You know, there was lots of high, big expectations for them this year. Yeah, those years are never their good years though. I feel like the Pac-12 was just not good this year. No, you're right. Um, on defense, Chase Hansen flying around their linebacker. Uh, he had a nice game. He helped stop the run a ton. Um, Brandon Anay, their pass rusher, went off. This is like I think this will be the game you go to when you're, you're mm. doing tape study for him for the draft. Yeah, especially against the Stanford offensive line. Uh, yeah, obviously you talked about Caden Smith, J- JJ Arcega Whiteside, and Caden Smith like put up yards. Their size for both of them is just yes. crazy. This is it's funny because Stanford lost this game, but. Stanford's offense should have, if Bryce Love was more like last year, it should have had a chance to be their best all-around yeah. offense in some time just because the size they have. Their backup tight end, um, what's his name, Parkinson, I think. He's just a true sophomore. He's also massive and very good. I, and like, Trenton Irwin. He, like, they just have so many pass yeah. catchers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, for sure. And, I mean, Costell's better than they, what they've had in the re, mm-hmm. in re, after Andrew Luck. And he's not a, he's not afraid to push the ball downfield. That's a big thing. Because no, you're right. This Stanford offense could have been – and like I feel like the line – like it's not one of the, the top lines they've had, but it's good still. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's still got a couple NFL dudes on it. Yeah, and like I, you're right. This, this Stanford offense could have been extremely good this year and just hasn't been too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Florida State – Blows the big lead, loses number 17, Miami, 28-27. Classic game. DeAndre Francois getting beat up, <laughs> trying to carry this offense. And once, like, it, they just can't. Like, I feel so bad for Francois. They just can't do anything. And like, yeah, I know. Especially against Draw Bullis and Joe Jackson. Uh, both, again, in passing and running, like, 
their run game isn't what it was supposed to be at Florida State. Like, Cam Akers and Jacquez Patrick were supposed to go off this year. Yeah, yeah. And they just can't behind this O-line. Exactly. <laughs> um, and again, I, Willis and Joe Jackson are two of top prospects at their position. Both are good run defenders. Like, Willis is an elite run defender. Jo- Joe Jackson's an underrated run defender for mm-hmm. in this edge class. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Brian Burns was, like, the bright spot for Florida State. He went off because he always does. I don't know. It was a weird game. Why can't this team recruit offensive linemen? Like, or they think they do, and I don't know, man. Yeah, and it's not like it's a just a this year thing. No, and they still get dudes dra- I don't understand this whole thing, man. It's an enigma. Yeah. This Florida State. <laughs> How many times are you going to say enigma in this episode? Have I said it already? I think three times now. Oof, I'm going to hit four. Like, I, okay. like we're going to shit talk. Uh, yeah, I'm still Al- looking Al- for my spot to bring up O.J. Yeah, Howard. I don't know. You should, you should end with Caden Smith, but we missed it. Uh, Northwestern 29 at number 20, Michigan State 19. Classic Michigan State letdown game. They've just not good. Uh, um, I feel like they were overrated coming into the year, but hey. Northwestern plays that, like, they're going to play you tough in the Big Ten. I took Lower them. Key, I took Northwestern. Low, yeah, I think we both did. I did. Yeah, I'm assuming you did. I think so. I feel like double-digit spreads, unless it's, like, Ohio State or Penn State, you pick against it. Pretty much, yep. Um... Okay, Brian, Brian Lewerke, some flashes. Uh, also, the receivers are pretty bad other than... Like, Felton Davis? Yeah, Felton Davis kept them in this game with Lewerke. The receivers don't create separation. Like, even Felton Davis isn't a big separation. Oh, guy, no, no, right? he's, he's not that... Like, he's a solid college receiver. He's not that... Like, he'll get drafted, but he's not that good. Yeah, yeah. And, and so their passing offense is really weird. And, like, LJ Scott, I don't like LJ Scott. He's not good. game's not that great. Uh, and their defense just isn't that great either. It, there's really not as much on Michigan State when you break it down as you think. There's a bunch of big names. I think it was like that's why I said I think they're overrated. I think those are all kind of hype. I, I like Lurkey a lot though. So, mm-hmm. uh, Thorson was okay. Like, did enough to win. I don't know. He's uh, a late round guy, maybe. Maybe. I don't. I, the arm. The turnovers in the arm. Um, the the Northwestern defense has some guys like Patty Fisher, obviously, and their corner Montre uh, Montre Hardage. He was making big plays. He broke up a few passes. Northwestern's like a. They're always going to be a bowl eligible team. Joe uh, Joe Gaziano, another sack. <laughs> I'm not. I, I purposely don't bring his name up. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love him. You got a lot. You like him a weird amount. I don't, I don't think I don't like him as a prospect. You just gotta like him. NC State beats Boston College twenty eight twenty three at home. Um, NC State did a good job of shutting down the. Uh, also worth mentioning, no AJ Dillon for Boston College. Mm. I uh, I picked Boston College to cover before AJ Dillon was ruled out. Yeah, so that sucked. But um, <laughs> the passing game couldn't do it without Dillon kind of back there. Jeff Smith only had one catch. Um. Zach Allen had a decent game, and Wyatt Ray as well, but, like, neither went off. Uh, we talked about Finley. Calvin Harmon is, I don't know if, he's just another one of these receivers in this really deep receiver class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he would have been a first-round pick last year, I think. The only reason he won't be this year is maybe because there's so many receivers, but he's yeah. so big and athletic. I even, like, I like Jacoby Myers, too. So. I, I do If you're reading my column right now, you know I like him, too. Uh, yeah, Jacob Myers is just, he's one of those guys that's needed in today's NFL mm-hmm. where he just knows how to get open yep. and convert third downs 
the QB trusts him. He's got really strong hands. He's really smart the way he plays receiver. Yeah, I totally agree. I enjoy him a lot. Um, and Jermaine Pratt, the linebacker, is so good. Really underrated. Very good. Really athletic. <laughs> uh, okay, finally, Missouri, 35, at South Carolina, 37. Um, this game was, like, really close. I think it was – Was it? I forget what the score was. Um Maybe it was, I think it was 34-32 South Carolina, and there was a rain delay for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. And, and there was like, like two minutes left in the game. Yeah. And then South Carolina anyway ended up kicking game-winning field goal. Drew Locke was awful. As soon as it started raining, he just absolutely crashed. It's um, like me golfing yesterday, Rob. <laughs> they they leaned on the run to Mario Crockett, who's a guy like in Cro- Good game, yeah. Um. So Carolina's Debo Samuel Brian Edwards played really well, and this was with Skarnakia and that South Carolina's quarterback. Edwards, this was a classic Brian Edwards game, going out, making big plays, catching two touchdowns. Debo Samuel doing what he does, just yak and whatnot. Um, Drew Locke just ain't it. That's the biggest takeaway here. Uh, he likes Transformers too much. I guarantee you if you tweet him something about Transformers, he will favorite it. I guarantee that right now on the show. That's a big guarantee, Rob, but it's a guarantee. I mean, he's, okay. He's mentioned Transformers multiple times with, like, heart emojis. So, anyways. AJ, are you willing to gamble on Drew Locke's chances of being the number one pick? Uh, against it? Sure. Me too. You know where I'd go to do that? Uh, probably your book. My bookie. Everyone's got to use my bookie. My bookie. I forgot to do it that time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats my bookie. They let you bet on pretty much everything. You know what you can't bet on there? The usage of athletic tight ends in the Nick Saban offense. <laughs> Have you ever heard of O.J. Howard? My bookie. Probably hey, would have let you bet on him being a first round pick, and the odds would have been sick. Even you can bet Nick on Saban uh, didn't know it. You can bet on OJ Howard's fantasy games now that he's in the NFL. Yeah, over unders on fantasy players at my bookie with OJ Howard and Nick Saban's offense. Uh, join now and use the promo code Heaven and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 free play by using the promo code HEAVEN25. And guess what? If you hold out until after 7 p.m. to watch an Alabama game, they probably won't get their tight end involved as much as they should. The double dip there. Yeah. That's that really so, well done, right? So, so that's HEAVEN at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag using the promo code HEAVEN for that cash flow. It, it's weird that they don't say the website, like the actual URL. Yes, let's criticize our sponsor on the podcast. You can edit this out, but I don't think you need to. Just uh, I'm not going to. I don't think you're going to either. Too much work. It's a great website. Just uh, singer.ag. No shame in that. Well, you can you can put the .com and it like brings you to .ag. Oh, that's why. Oh, they're they're too big for they're they're the new wave website. Sorry, my bucky. You don't need anything. I wonder if .ca works. That's something. I I doubt it. Let's try. Please try. I am. Uh, While I uh, bring this up. So, week seven matchups, obviously, all the spreads are from my bookie. Uh oh. I'm taking to some weird website right now, Rob. I don't like this. <laughs> Get off. Abort. Abort. Um, strange, strange schedule of games this week. It's a good week, man. It, it's a good week. All the games are at 3 30. I don't like that. No. Why is, why is Washington, Oregon, 3 30? That pissed me. 
that upset me. You can say uh, piss me off. I, was, yeah, I, I, I know, I know. I said the F word on here all the time. I don't know why I did that. I got nervous. Why Why couldn't Washington, Oregon be like nine? Yeah. That would have been perfect because like, Wisconsin, Michigan would be well into the game by then. Yeah. And I mean, it, yeah. it's it's a bit before the Colorado USC game that you can go do after. Or just I don't switch know Colorado USC. I don't need I don't need that game. Like but at like, that time. Uh, it's pretty annoying. Um like especially for me when I'm not gonna be home until late, like I really wish that Washington game the, was and this that like I know Georgia L S U is probably like most people's favorite game this week. Washington Oregon's mine all day. Justin Herbert versus that secondary I mean, I can't, I can't not say Michigan Wisconsin because I love that game. But yeah, second Michigan Oregon, then the LSU Chargers. The, there's also no noon games. No, like no, nothing really of note. Well, I mean, yeah. we'll just get into it now. Uh, I even threw a Thursday game in here because I didn't know how to get ten games. Um, Texas Tech at TCU on Thursday. TCU seven point favorites. Your boy Antoine Wesley at receiver. TJ Vasher. Interesting yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Jet, Jet Duffy's gonna have him tight. I think TCU's not the team that's gonna blow t- blow teams out. So no, I, and I feel like Texas Tech's the team that hangs around. So I like TCU to win, but I'm gonna take Texas Tech to cover. So, I've I've gone back and forth with this. Um, hey, Ben Banagu's gonna get a lot of pass rushing chances. I like that. That is true. Uh, I just. Texas Tech's defense is still very bad, so I'm just gonna take TCU in like a 49-42 victory. Type you of. ever uh, play play NCAA and like you just schedule a lot of uh, air raid teams to get some pass rusher? It's some, the best best bunch, way to do it. Bunches, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, 12 p.m. The only 12 p.m. on our schedule here. Number four, number 14, Florida at Vanderbilt. Like that was the best game I could decide that's, on picking. That's not great. I literally only picked it because I love Polite now. And you will, Kyle Shermer. And Kyle Duh. Shermer. I love Kyle Shermer. Uh, I, Florida's going to cover. Their defense is too good. Are they? I have Florida uh, down, but I'm not sure. I don't trust this. I'll, I'll pick Florida, but I don't trust them. In the I, I've, got, I've picked Vandy too much this season, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking Florida. Um, main, but mainly because of the pass rush. I think they'll get after Shermer, create turnovers, defensive touchdown. I feel that coming. So, yeah. Why not? Oh, oh, I like oh, I like the juxtaposition of these two games on the schedule. Okay, number fourteen, Georgia's minus seven and a half at Vanderbilt, underranked, obviously. Wait, what? Number fourteen, Georgia? Oh, Florida. Sorry, number fourteen, Florida. And then next up, number two, Georgia's also minus seven and a half in Death Valley at number thirteen, LSU. That feels like how big of a gap there is between. I mean, obviously Florida beat LSU by that point, but like, I don't know. Does, doesn't there seem like a disconnect there? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. I don't disagree. Cause I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Anyways, it's it's funny. Who do you like in, Anyways. in that one? Yeah. Uh yeah. Three thirty games now. Number two, Georgia in Death Valley against LSU. Georgia minus seven and a half. I just said all that, Rob. <sighs> and I said it again because no one trusts you, and they trust me. It's you fair. could be saying the wrong things. Okay. First of all, we're gonna get to see Greedy Williams versus hopefully Riley Ridley all game, mm. which is sick. Um, second of all, I just, I'm taking Georgia to cover. I'm, I'm a sucker, Rob. I'm, I'm going to take LSU. I'll tell you what. If it was a night game in Death yeah, Valley, yeah. I would be taking LSU. That's fair. To, co- to cover and lose. But I, tough, I'm t- yeah. t- a tough loss in Florida. 
Joe Burrow didn't look very good. There's no one else you can lean on with this offense. Not at all, no. Good good front seven in Georgia. Uh, pretty good secondary. Um, George, uh, LSU's just been giant slayers this year, though. I know. See, the I'm, only way I see LSU pulling this off is if Greedy Williams, Devin White, and Rashard Lawrence all just make a ton of big plays. And obviously, like, Grant Delpit and stuff. Because um, those I, guys are all studs, but... I'm, I like the under in this game, too. I don't know if it's going to get 15. Oh, I, I love the under. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take LSU to cover. Oh, by the way, I also love the under in Florida Vandy. Yeah, that's uh, way too many points. <laughs> it's 51, by the way. I like LSU to, uh, to to lose, but cover the points. Okay, I, I like Georgia's a win. Not, like, not by, a, like, 20 or anything, but, like, I don't know, 14. Fromm protects the ball pretty well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fromm had a really nice week, too. I was going to mention him for sophomore, I, but... I, Fromm's very much interesting for 2020 draft. Yes. Uh, seems like a guy who'd go back, though. I think so. Just has that vibe. Yep. But Just to screw fields over. Fields, yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> Okay, the game we were talking about earlier, 3.30. Number 7, Washington at number 17, Oregon. Washington, three-point favorites um, in Oregon. You, this you, is the biggest test of Justin Herbert's season. You know who I'm taking. I'm taking Oregon. Plus Me points. too. Uh, we're, we're, we got a minute. We're, we're Ducks fans. Well, for, first of all, we are Ducks fans. And second of all, we're <laughs> Herbert fans. Second of all, we're Herbert fans. Third of all, Washington struggled with um, UCLA. Mm-hmm. Washington lost to that Auburn team. Yes. Or Oregon, I mean, they did lose to Stanford, who lost to Utah. <laughs> you can't do these because it's by the end of the year, everyone's going to have a loss to everybody. But 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 my point is, Oregon should have won that game. They were talented enough to they, win that absolutely game. Absolutely, should have won that game. Yeah. And I just don't trust Jake Browning. If this game does turn into a shootout, yeah. I'm taking the QB1 Justin Herbert. Why is this game not under the lights? I, this is the best game of the... Oh, I'm so excited for this game. Like, I, I mean, I've not watched both the Georgia LSU and this, but this is my focus. And also yeah. Central Florida Memphis. This is, yeah, like, like you said, it's just such a big test for Justin Herbert against the secondary. It's a big test for the secondary, too. So The way they, they do it, obviously, they don't think about it the way we think about it. But I it's know. so... I love Pac-12 football, I think. And, like... These okay. are my two favorite Pac-12 teams, anyways. Like, the, the, yeah, well, they always have been. Anyways, yeah, they're very fun. Byron Murphy, Taylor Rapp, JoJo Mack, Miles Bryant, Jordan Miller in that Washington secondary could all be in the NFL versus Justin Herbert. Herbert's only really got Dylan Mitchell and Jacob Breland as guys he trusts in the yeah. passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Brooks, James is like very up and down. Yeah, he is. There's like also the Oregon defense has boys in Jalen Jelks, Troy Dye, Hugo Amadi, your favorite Justin Hollins. Mm, yeah. And that's a big Washington D line. I'm excited to, or O line. Washington's O line versus Jalen Jelk should be. There's just so many storylines in this game for the NFL draft. <laughs> yes. Also, in, ge- guy, in general, it's fun. Your guy Aaron Fuller is starting to actually pick up steam as a prospect. As he should be. You feel good about that? You were first on that. I don't. Not really. It was the Auburn game. I was first on yeah. Justin Herbert's. So. <laughs> uh, okay, I was the first on Justin Herbert. It was spring game, literally, not where like the same time. And the, but you're the, the fir- you're first on Jacob Breland, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know where I caught on with him. Uh, I think on I Herbert think just State. Herbert tape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Michigan State at number eight, Penn State. Penn State favored by fourteen. Totals fifty four. Penn State. Penn State. Oh, it looks like I didn't even write notes for this game. I just put Penn. State. Yeah, that's that's fair. 
Um, Next up. Yeah. <laughs> like Michigan State's defense bad. Trace McSorley's a really good college quarterback. Mich- like Penn State's got more firepower on offense. Mm-hmm. Pe- Penn State. Penn State's defense is more consistent. They, yeah, got, they have yeah. better prospects too. Shreef Miller, Mani Aru, Aruwari. They're playing like, better. Yeah. yeah, it's Penn State. No, no, okay. Uh, Central Florida, number 10 Central Florida, going ooh, to Memphis. Ooh. UCF favored by three and a half in Memphis. It sucks because Memphis has lost a game already, though. I know, I know. This, this is like usually so one of my favorite games fun. of the year. <laughs> That's, I'm not even joking about that. I don't I don't think Memphis is, is this. I don't think they're there this year. I don't know, man. They, like, not to compete. Like, they're definitely, obviously, a really good team. Oh, I just for, mean for them. Yeah, but they're not competing with UCF this year. I agree. Um, this this is a tight spread. I want to take UCF. I I like this. I'm pretty confident about this one. But these games are always fun. The total is almost eighty. What's well, not to love? I mean, yeah, like I'm, the championship game last year is one of my favorite games of the year last year for sure. If not, this my is favorite. this is a massive game for Darrell Henderson, who's yeah. been killing it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll keep them in the game early, but ultimately, like McKenzie Milton's too much to handle for Memphis defense. I, I agree. I don't, they haven't been getting Pollard like enough uh, touches. Yeah, they're using him weird. Um, but yeah, McKenzie Milton's the best player, best quarterback in the conference. Darrell Henderson might be the best prospect. Darrell Henderson is the best prospect in this game. I love Darrell Henderson. He's okay. pretty good, man. 7 p.m. Missouri at number one Alabama. Alabama favored by 28 and a half. I'll, t- I'll take Bama. <laughs> I, I put this. Drew Locke's gonna get killed. This is if if you're not off the Drew Locke bandwagon yet, you're an automatic Drew Locke apologist. If you're not off it after this game, and you're a Transformers apologist. <laughs> like, there's no way he's gonna be able to handle this this Bama defense. Like, this, this total is interesting though. 74 and a half. That, that's an interesting number to me. Dude, like, the Bama D-line has three potential first-round picks in Bugs, Williams, and Davis. Anthony Jennings, Christian Miller, Mac Wilson. Like, Deontay Thompson, I, I'm setting the over-under at one and a half interceptions. I'm taking the over. Like, oh, I'll give you the under in the game. I don't... Like, Honestly, I can see the, Bama scoring 50, 55 points or the, so. And, but, uh, like, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm being honest, the thing I'm most interested in is watching Terry Beckner, the Missouri defensive tackle against the Alabama O-line. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Bama. Uh, okay, number six, West Virginia at Iowa State. Ames. Favored by seven. The thing is, Iowa State upset Oklahoma State last week. I feel like Oklahoma State is not as good as we think. No, because Boise State wasn't as good as everyone thought. Yeah, I think I think Oklahoma yeah. State's kind of just overrated. I like, I like the team, but I just think they're overrated. Yeah, um, Iowa State beat them with their third-string quarterback, too. But he went off. Yeah, oh, yeah. What's his name? He's a uh, freshman. I don't know. I, can't I forget remember. his name. It was a funny name. It's like Purdy or something. Purdy. Yeah, that's it. Um, this is a big letdown situation for West Virginia, but uh, David Montgomery didn't play last week in their upset at Oklahoma State. Mm. He's, he's supposed to play this week. I hope he does. I know you're, you're not going to not take Iowa State. I know you too well. I think Iowa State – I'm, t- I'm t- sorry. I uh, Iowa State's going to lose, but I think they'll cover. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I knew you were going to take us. I'll take West Virginia for no good reason, to be honest. Yeah, I just like Iowa State's quarterback play just so up and down, always. I don't, I can't really trust I'm pretty them. sure for the armchair pick, I'm going to pick West Virginia, but now here I'm picking Iowa State. Yeah, I knew you were going to. Ball control offense with Montgomery. Hakeem Butler may plays against Oklahoma State, by the way. Who? Um, 
the receiver everyone talked about for one week and never talked about it again. Uh, exactly. Oh, boy, here's the game. All right. Number 15, Wisconsin, at number 12, Michigan. Was, uh, Michigan favored by 7.5. That's a lot. I'm taking Wisconsin. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> these two teams play each other tough all the time. I, 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 I want to see that Michigan D-line versus the Wisconsin yes. line. I know Wisconsin's not been the greatest, but I mean they—I they, don't know. This is a big game. That that total. Uh, sorry, that spread is and the total, but that that spread is too high. I don't yeah, know. it's just very large. I don't uh, know as a as a Michigan, uh, not even like I'm actually a Michigan fan, but uh, yeah, it's too much. I'm gonna take whiskey. I hope it snows somehow. Yes, now we're talking, Rob. It's been too warm in the north right now, man. Let's get some snow. Go play Finally, some games in Calgary. Pack twelve after dark, yeah. ten thirty p.m. Colorado at USC. Colorado ranked 19. USC favored by 7. I'm taking Colorado. I'm going to ride the yeah. Chenault Montez. <laughs> Me too. And, and I don't like... I don't trust anything on USC. Other than Iman Marshall. That's it. But I mean, like, and that's, oh, that's a Chenault, good matchup. Chenault, but Chenault's going to... Like, that's a bad matchup for Marshall. Yeah, but that's a... Uh, that's like the only matchup. exciting thing yeah. in this game. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if Colorado wins, but it's going to be close, I think. I'm going to take Colorado as well. Yeah. All right, that's everything. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at AJMarkEasy13. Follow me at Rob Paul NFL. Follow Armchair at ACL Americans at, at Armchair NFL. Uh, you can go to my bookie and use Heaven as your promo code. Uh, <laughs> go to armchairallamericans.com. You can read my NFL draft column. It comes out Juju Smith. It usually comes out on Wednesdays, and my NFL rookie column usually comes out on Thursdays. Do you mention Juju in an article this this week? No, those are just I have Juju on my mind. Go Steelers, as you should. And yeah. check you later, fam.